Welcome to the Sobity Chat Podcast. If you are new and welcome back if you are a regular and a part of the fam. My name is Fatima and the Sobity Chat is a self-care community and podcast designed to empower women through faith-infused resources, mental health support, coaching, and wellness events. So before we dive in, let's chat about a few ways that you can support the show. The first way is by subscribing wherever you are listening. The second way is to share with a friend. If you think that this episode or this show will provide value to their lives, please go ahead and drop them that link. The third way is to rate and review via iTunes or wherever you're listening, but iTunes is probably the most primary source where my listeners come from. So make sure you head over there and leave a comment about why you like the show and leave a rating. And then finally is by submitting your questions via email, which is sobdchat at gmail.com, my personal Instagram, Fatima underscore farmer, or by sending a voice message right here on Anchor if that's where you're listening. So without further ado, let's get into today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in into this episode. I'm so excited about today's conversation. We're going to be discussing the most valuable lessons that I've learned from therapy. This episode is for anyone that is considering therapy, anyone that is maybe you just started therapy. I know a few people who have, you know, been inspired from previous episodes to finally start therapy, which kudos to you. That is amazing. But I also know that sometimes, you know, those first couple of sessions, you don't always see the value right away. Sometimes you may even be questioning, why am I doing this? Why did I sign up for this? You know, I know that it's supposed to be good for me and supposed to be transformational. But in the beginning, sometimes you can't always see the benefit right away. So I want to share some lessons that I've learned to um, hopefully inspire you to maybe just consider to stick it, stick it out, you know, stick through it and see what can unfold in you if you decide to continue pursuing therapy. So the first lesson that I learned was to not dismiss my emotions. I also learned how to acknowledge and honor them. So that's all part of the first one, you know, and I want to talk a little bit about that. But I also want to just add in that there's also going to be an episode where I dive deep into how to acknowledge and honor your emotions. But firstly, I want to start with just learning not to dismiss them. And why that's even important. So oftentimes, if you have um, grown up uh, or been brought up in a type of environment where your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts, your ideas, maybe they were not valued or appreciated or even just uh, validated as a kid, that can carry throughout your entire life. And Something that I can say from my upbringing is that I don't necessarily feel like my emotions were dismissed in like a rude way, like, oh, I don't want to hear this or why are you talking about this? But I definitely feel like in more subtle ways, my emotions were not acknowledged and that left me with the option to dismiss them myself. So let's say uh, an example that I've used in the past on the podcast, I believe I have, or maybe on my YouTube channel, is how, you know, as a kid, I remember always being told that I was sensitive, you know, that I was a crybaby um, by my family. Like, I would always just, like, start crying if I was sad, if I was 
being teased or if I got into a fight with my sister or my brother, like I would be the one that would start crying. And, you know, I think even for myself, I thought a lot of the times that that was just because I was young, you know, like, oh, I'm the baby. And that's just like what happens, you know, I never stopped to think that uh, until recently, until my therapist helped me to realize it, that I was essentially dispensing my emotions. And I'll show, I'll give you an example of how that plays out in real everyday life as an adult. So I remember when this topic came up, it was because I was working a job with a difficult um, team and uh, I was sharing with my therapist about this experience and I told her how I handled the experience. And what I did was something that I often do, which was instead of in the moment articulating how I felt and articulating that I felt like boundaries were being crossed um, Instead, you know, I chose to harbor those feelings and I told myself, I literally told myself in my mind, I will deal with this later because I don't have time to cry about this right now. So I felt a desire to cry. I felt a desire to voice what I was feeling. And instead of doing that, I told myself, I'll cry about this later. Like, I literally was like, okay, when I go home later on today, I'm going to make some time to journal and to just let this out and, you know, essentially cry if I need to. But what do you think happens by the time I got home? You know, I've stayed at work the entire day. I've worked with that feeling of anxiety and um, discomfort and feeling disrespected, honestly, and Now the end of the day comes and I could turn to my journal or I could reach out to my therapist for support via faithful counseling or I could, you know, reach out to a friend for support. But instead, I'm so exhausted by the day, I don't want to deal with it. So I choose to tune it out. You know, maybe I start watching something on Netflix or maybe I start, you know, playing a game on my phone or watching YouTube videos or whatever the case is. But choosing different things that will allow me to escape what I'm feeling rather than tuning into what I'm feeling. And as we're doing those things, we may not even notice that we're dismissing an emotion. But oftentimes, if you ask yourself, why am I feeling this strong urge to do X, whatever it is? And, you know, sometimes it might just be, you know, might start with, well, I don't know, I just want to relax. Okay. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but I think there is space to examine. Are you really attempting to relax or are you attempting to avoid? Because those are two different things. And there's also space to allow yourself to avoid. I think for a certain period of time, if you really do not feel like you can or or want to deal with something at that moment, I'm not saying that you have to in every encounter. But if this is something that you struggle with, I would invite you to just create some awareness around your behaviors in this area. And consider when you have those moments, am I avoiding or am I relaxing? So that is the first thing, first valuable lesson that I learned from therapy. The second lesson that I learned is that healing is a lifelong journey. Sometimes when we get into therapy, when we start therapy, we have this idea that I'm going to start. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to come out transformed. I'm going to be this new woman or man and everything's going to just be wonderful. 
because I'm going to be healed and I'm going to have addressed all of my traumas and triggers and I'm going to know how to healthy, how to set healthy boundaries. And all those things may be true, but reminder, you are on a journey of healing, meaning that it is continuous. It doesn't necessarily stop. You may reach a point where you have grown and developed to a certain extent where you feel really good about. And maybe you do stop therapy for a period of time. I've done that, you know, where I was like, I feel like I'm in a really good space. I feel like, you know, when I go to my therapy sessions, I don't necessarily feel like I have a lot of pressing things to talk about. And, you know, I do have some other big things that I want to deal with, but maybe I just don't want to deal with them now, you know? So I'm going to take a break for a little while and come back and revisit it. Or maybe financially you have to take a break or maybe similar to me, you know, um, you're, you moved or some transition happened where you can't commit to showing up on a weekly basis. And I think that's okay, you know, to take those breaks when you feel like you're in a good place and you can maintain yourself for a period of time. However, um, do not fall for the myth that, you know, it's a one and done process. You start, you go, you fix the issue and then you're a better person. It's constantly fixing the issues. It's constantly re-examining the things that you already examined and continuing to learn lessons. It really is a lifelong journey. And also a little caveat to that, healing is not linear either. So you may wonder, you know, I thought I addressed this already. I thought this was something that I that I fixed. I thought this was something that I healed from. And it may show up again in your life through another event or another situation. So allow yourself the grace to experience and to grow and to evolve. It really is a journey of evolution. So that is the second lesson that I learned. The third valuable lesson that I learned from therapy is that most of the growth happens outside of the session. Processing and integration can be overlooked. So My therapist actually mentioned this to me once where she said most of the growth happens outside of the session. And I thought that was so interesting because I had this this misconception that it happened while I was talking to her. And I think you have realizations and you have shifts that occur in your therapy session. But the processing, you know, my therapist would always say, you know, you don't have to do anything now. Just process this. And I'm like, well, how the heck do I process it? And essentially what that means is just allowing yourself to sit with whatever came up, you know, whatever you discussed in therapy, maybe you discovered that you have an issue setting boundaries, or maybe you discovered that you had some type of sexual trauma in your past. You may have this desire to just want to do something about it. Like, okay, I know now, so what do I do to fix it? But a huge part of the growth that therapy brings out is really comes from the ability to just process it and to just sit with it and then to experience integration which is very similar to processing where you just allow it to just be you know allow it to just be and not feel like you have to do something so that is the third lesson that I learned the fourth valuable lesson that I learned is that healing can feel isolating and lonely. So if you are in the midst of your therapy process and you're noticing that you're not connecting with your friends anymore, your family, 
you're feeling distant from people, you're feeling like there's so much to unpack in your mind that you don't want to have conversations outside of that, or you don't want to have conversations with people who you can't talk about certain things with, that is 100% normal. It's 100% normal to feel like it's an isolating process because the things that may be coming up in your therapy sessions might be so heavy and overwhelming that you just want to be by yourself. Have you ever felt that way before where it was just like you were experiencing such a heavy emotion that you didn't want to talk to anyone about it? Therapy has the potential to trigger that type of experience, which could lead to feeling isolated and lonely at times. I think the beautiful thing about having a relationship with God is that you don't have to succumb to the notion that you are truly alone. You can feel lonely and you can feel isolated, but trust and know that you actually aren't. Trust and know that this is for your good and that God is right there with you in the process. And in those moments where you might be feeling lonely or feeling isolated is when you can actually turn to God and just ask God to nurture you in that moment, to be the comforter in that moment, to be the healer in that moment, and just to sit with you in that moment. And sometimes that's all you have to do is just ask for that. So that is the fourth most valuable lesson that I learned. The fifth and final lesson that I learned is that your therapist may be the first healthy relationship in your life. So something that I realized once I started going to therapy was that my therapist really was the first example of how to be in a healthy relationship where needs are being met, concerns are being addressed, boundaries are being set in a very practical um real way and it was like practice so sometimes you know I would be sharing with my therapist this happened this happened I feel like this and that and I wish that I could change this and that and she might say to me okay so what would you say to that person in the in the in that moment and I would start well I would tell them and she would go no tell me as if I'm that person and I'm like okay I felt like this and it made me uncomfortable because of this and I wish that we could get back to this or that things felt like this and it was just like this role playing process happening where I was learning how to healthy how to communicate in a healthy way that I had never been taught before that most of us have probably never been taught before and it was a way to practice it so that in the real world when those situations occurred I was able to address people in a way that I could never see myself doing before and I felt so much more comfortable and confident articulating certain things because I had practiced them with my therapist so that is the fifth most valuable lesson that I learned that I wanted to share with you all and I hope that this episode was helpful and that you really stick with the process of therapy. If you are currently in therapy and listening to this episode, just head over to my Instagram or shoot me an email and just let me know 
um, if this was helpful and let me know how your process has been thus far if you want to share anything but I would love to hear from you guys about how this episode is impacting you or just how therapy is impacting you if you want to share anything so thank you so much for listening to this episode I hope that you enjoyed it I hope that you are doing well and I will talk to you in the next one take care Before we get any further into this episode, I want to share with you a resource that I've been using called Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is a solution for people seeking traditional mental health counseling who would prefer hearing from the perspective of a Christian. If you are seeking a mental health professional who is a practicing Christian, Faithful Counseling may be a great option for you. I'm going to share a few details about this app in case you're interested in checking it out. One of the best things is that you can start communicating in under 24 hours. This is not a crisis line and is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online with real therapists. One of the best things also is that there is a broad range of expertise and faithful counseling's counselors network, which may not be locally available in some areas. However, the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. And you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, as with traditional therapy. Faithful Counseling is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change your counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available for those who need assistance. Faithful Counseling wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read some of their testimonials that are posted daily, or you can listen to my personal review that I shared a few years ago, I think, maybe like a year or so ago, um, before this collaboration came about, and you can learn about my personal experience. If you're interested in signing up and joining over half a million people who are taking charge of their mental health with the help of a professional, uh, use my link, getfaithful.com slash soulbeauty. Again, if you're interested in taking charge of your mental health, use my link, getfaithful.com slash soulbeauty. By using my link, you will get 10% off your first month of sessions. And again, that's getfaithful.com slash soul beauty. Back to the episode.